0: AJ, the reason why I don't let you edit the episodes is because every time you edit, you make me say things out of context. You know, like, you'll make me say something like, The listeners of the old
1: kids' movies suck. And here we have Trevor with a classic bad opinion The listeners of the old kids' movies suck.
0: Welcome everybody to another episode of the old kids movies. Uh, I'm one of your hosts Trevor Howell with of course AJ Beltis and special guests from the girls who cried be horror. How are you doing today?
2: We're doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm very, very excited.
0: Who do we have with miss? Uh, if you want to introduce yourselves real quick.
2: Um, hi, I'm Anya Garrity. I'm one of the two hosts of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror.
3: And I'm Alex Branley. I am the other half of our iconic duo.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Um, And we're very glad to have you join us for, I think, I don't know if this is the first sequel episode we've done, AJ, though I feel like I have said that before. But Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. And I know I've talked to Anya specifically about this film. Um, Alex, I'm I'm curious to hear your opinion because uh, I know AJ's opinion, or at least I knew it last year. We had sort of a disagreement.
1: You knew knew my opinion,
0: Trevor. I knew his opinion. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, But before we jump into the film, do you want to tell us a little bit about your podcast and what what we can find if we type in Girls Who Cried B or on Google or other podcasting listening services. What can we find?
2: Um, well, we are available on all podcasting services like Spotify, Apple Music. We recently got on Amazon Music, which is exciting. But yeah, we are a podcast dedicated to B-horror films. So that's kind of horror films that tend to be campier, maybe less known, you know, smaller budgets, a m- amalgamation of those things. Um and yeah, that's what our main episodes tend to focus on. We also do a lot of mini because we love horror so much and we can't just stick to one thing. So our mini are usually an outlet for us to talk about other kinds of horror, maybe more mainstream things. You know, we just invent a mini for whatever we want, but that's the, the basis for our podcast.
3: Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of horror podcasts are typically two men or maybe at least, you know, one man. And because we are two women, we do try to go into the analysis of all of the films kind of from the perspective of being a woman and what that experience is like. So I think we bring something a little bit different to the table. And Anya is very vulgar. And (laughs) I'm I'm like her mom who yells at her all the time. So you get a lot of, uh, you know, fun production information and then a lot of two women kind of just popping off.
0: I generally trust your horror opinions of what I would like. Uh and one of your I think I forget if it was a mini or or a different sort of subcategory, but it was the it was the shutter flick that took place all on the screen and I thought I was going to mm. hate it but I actually really liked it because um <laughs> they yes, okay, yes. They used the gimmick well and it was they were just trying to make a movie in the pandemic. I actually
1: really liked it. It was a great movie. That's on my watch list, so thank you for, oh, it's good. for enforcing that opinion. I'll have to check it out And their episode is this. very good, too. <laughs> nice.
2: Thank you, thank you.
1: So thanks again for, for coming
0: on. Uh, very much excited to hear your takes on this. Um, I guess, do we want to jump into the history? AJ, do you have any spiels about this, or... I don't know what you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so I've got I've got a little bit of background as a refresher uh, to answer your earlier point. I think this is the first sequel episode we've done. We obviously did Halloween Town 2, last Halloween, but that was in the same episode as Halloween Town. I guess we also, I mean, it, it's the same universe, but we did Scooby Doo after doing Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. So this is now one out of twenty episodes is an old kid of the old kids movies is related to Scooby Doo. Anyways, this is a sequel, obviously, to 2002 Scooby-Doo. The cast returned alongside Roger Gosnell as director and James Gunn as writer. However, the movie received similarly negative reviews, yet $100 million less at the box office. This effectively put an end to the Scooby-Doo live-action cinematic universe. That's why after this we saw animated movies or direct-to-TV or made-for-TV prequels, and then they made Scoob earlier, uh, I guess I think last year it came out. But yeah, that's that's kind of the in-a-nutshell history of this movie. It, it really kind of kills the, the franchise as we knew it um, from this standpoint.
0: And they brought back worse
1: wigs. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, what was your experience with Scooby-Doo 2 growing up specifically? Because I, I mean, you, we can go back and listen to your Scooby-Doo history from that episode. But Scooby-Doo 2, let's hear it. Okay, well, I
0: just just as a side note, I'm looking at the poster right now. And, and the tagline is, do with two O's, the fright thing.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> you
0: would love that. I had, to, I had to hold it all in myself, not to just burst out laughing while AJ was doing his thing there. <laughs> I appreciate and, that. Because I would have been like, what's wrong with my delivery today, Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just cracking up. That's fucking awful. Uh, but anyway, I, I mentioned Scooby-Doo, the first film I saw in theaters with my grandma. It was It was a great time. And Scooby Doo Two, I, I uh, instead of seeing Scooby Doo Two, I saw The Prince in Me, with uh, Julia Stiles, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> but I missed out on Scooby Doo Two in theaters, and instead I rented it. And I'm curious again what the home box office numbers are, but they're very hard to find. But I only saw that I only saw it a few times after that, and because I was always just much more of a fan of the first film. And we'll, we'll see if that. I said that last year. I stood by it last year because I saw it last year for our episode, the second film as well. So we'll 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 tune into whether that stands true here. Anya, Alex, who, who I don't know who goes first. <laughs> you both have letters that start with A. <laughs>
2: Um, So I guess my experience with Scooby-Doo was I did not see it in theaters, unfortunately. That would have been, you know, a euphoric experience. I just remember kind of watching it like on TV, I think around Halloween time growing up. And there was definitely a period of time where like Scooby-Doo and then Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed were the same movie to me because it was obviously the same cast and like, it's all Scooby-Doo. So like there were bits from each movie that I thought were hysterical, but it was all the same thing to me for a long time. And it wasn't until I got older and I realized which was which I personally also prefer the first one. But with that being said, I rate both of them five out of five stars every time. Like I love (laughs) both of them. (laughs) I literally love them. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's my experience with them I guess I'll hold off on saying any of my likes or anything till we get to that section. But, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a staple of my childhood, which is why, to this day, I still love Matthew Lillard so much. I mean, this was what <laughs> I saw him in. I saw him in this before I saw him in Scream or anything what? else. Yeah. This came what? before wow. Scream for me.
3: I know. <laughs> <laughs> can't relate to that at all. Um, <laughs> no. I think that I'm probably potentially the worst person that you know, Trevor, to have <laughs> picked to be on this episode because uh, I had not seen Scooby-Doo 2 until about – Twenty hours ago. Oh Um, yeah! I have never watched Scooby Doo. Um, It is something that is, (laughs) is his face, something completely out of my like wheelhouse because I didn't really watch a lot of animated shows growing up. I watched just like The Exorcist and like very like adult horror films from like the age of six, and so I just never really did like kids things. I never watched Disney movies. I didn't watch anything like. You know, Spongebob was probably like my only real animated show I watched. So, <laughs> yeah, I uh, my knowledge of Scooby-Doo is these two films that I have just watched this weekend. And uh, the characterization is just them for me. Like I knew the names and like the drawings, but couldn't tell you much. Couldn't tell <laughs> you any of the monsters.
0: Like, but you watched both of them uh, this yeah, weekend. I wa- oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, Yes.
3: I had seen the the first Scooby-Doo film One other time because Anya showed it to me a few years ago, but yeah. Was
0: that at your, was that, that was on the big screen though, right? Yeah,
3: that was at the theater. I I,
0: I went home early. I feel really bad because. And I'll never forgive you, Trevor, so. (laughs) Oh shit.
3: (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be great because you have Anya here who's like a huge Scooby-Doo fan and me who's, you know, here and I'm happy to be here, but I got not much to add.
0: But that's like, I mean, I think that's a cool perspective because. Yeah. I, I know generally I think we have very, very polarizing tastes, I would say. Because a lot of the movies I love, you get mad at me for liking. <laughs> and then a the lot of movies I hate, I get flack for hating.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> and I still get flack for liking blind men or better.
3: You're just wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. You are overruled, Trevor. So get out of here.
0: <laughs> I actually reread my letterbox review. And I said, I was like, not even close to Hill House. But I was thinking about this. I was like, what the fuck am I talking about here? Who's this guy?
3: <laughs> yeah, fix take my a seat, review. Buddy.
1: I fixed my review. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sh- Trevor, I think your initial review was perfectly splendid.
2: <laughs> there it is.
1: All right, well, talk about Scooby-Doo, AJ. What's this movie about? <laughs> well, I would just like to say that regarding my experience, I did get this oh, yeah. on DVD. I did not see it in theaters, but I got it for a DVD one Christmas. I think I was uh, it was Christmas 2004, so I was 10 years old. But as a kid, I gravitated towards this one a lot more because I just think for me, the inner struggles that the characters were going through and the emphasis on these characters made it more of a differentiated watch from the original Scooby-Doo for me. So there were a ton of standout scenes that I remember enjoying at the time, like the flash mob at the bar, the scene with Scooby saving the day by surfing on tar with the fire extinguisher. However, this did come out when I was 10, so I was robbed of like a couple more years of enjoyment since I started to grow up. But I do look back fondly on Monsters Unleashed. Uh, that's, that's kind of my, my history with it. I did, I think I've seen the first one more, but I enjoyed this one more at the time. And I can I can go into plot now if you want, unless anybody has anything else to say. Okay. Mystery <laughs> Inc. finds themselves in the public eye after the costumes of their unmasked bad guys come to life and start wreaking havoc on Coolsville, all while dealing with personal journeys. Shaggy and Scooby work to prove that they're an asset to the gang by stepping up and taking an active role in solving their mysteries. Velma navigates inner turmoil to bring herself to date the drop-dead gorgeous Seth Green. Fred struggles with the idea <laughs> of masculinity and conversations... And Daphne, at the end of the day, the gang needs to come together to stop and unmask the one who is responsible while going up against real ghosts. an ex-con, a bar full of baddies and their biggest enemy yet, local media. Starring Freddie Prinze Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, Linda Cardellini, Alicia Silverstone, and Seth Green. Did I miss Matthew Lillard? And Matthew Lillard, this is Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. If you want to solve a mystery. A
3: monster army has invaded Coolsville.
1: There's only one team to call. <laughs> they're smart. They're stylish.
3: Scooby, those so don't go with that sweater.
1: And they know how to party. <laughs> Warner Home Video presents.
3: Let's do it again.
1: <laughs> Scooby-Doo 2, <II>, Monsters Unleashed. <laughs> Look for it on DVD.
2: I know y'all didn't disrespect Miss Sarah Michelle Geller that way. <laughs> what
1: was, this was her trying to get her dirty, right? Yeah, it's the, it's the movie's fault. It's not Sarah Michelle Geller's no, fault yeah. whatsoever.
2: Listen, here's the thing. In the first one, her whole, <laughs> listen to me. In her first one, her whole journey is like feeling like she's a damsel in distress. She has to overcome all that. In this one, I feel like she's very grounded and she's very secure in who she is. There's one moment where Alicia Silverstone like questions, like, what do you do for the gang or whatever? But I don't need her to particularly have a journey in this one because it feels like she's, like, such a huge part of, like – like, debatably in the first one, like, she's really the one going on the journey. Like, she has the biggest thing of, like, I have to, like, learn kung fu. And she has that huge moment at the end where she, like, defeats that guy. Where, like, I appreciate in this one, like, she's secure in who she is and it feels like Fred is not. So she is there as, like, a good partner for him. To like let him know that like men can cry and men can have feelings and not make themselves weaker because of it. So that's my stance on Miss Sarah Michelle as Daphne.
0: I would have loved to have a scene where Fred's just bawling his eyes out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I hear you, but you know what's even like I enjoyed the transformation of Daphne that we we saw a different Daphne in the 2002 version than we did in any other Scooby-Doo iteration the problem with I think both of these versions is we never see that journey in Scooby-Doo we see Mm. the aftermath of that journey she says when we when they reconvene she's like I have transformed myself we didn't see that transformation we just heard about it and then saw the results and I, I I love Sarah Michelle Gellar I would have loved to have seen more of that but Uh, You know, I love that scene where she like in the first one is like, I figured it out. I got it. And she's doing that really cool dance. And then the ride comes and like knocks her down. So I like that part because that's like she's still a little goofy, but then she gets more secure towards the end. So we see a little bit of that transformation. But this one, there's no growth. Not to, to your point, not that there really needs to be, but compared to every other member of Mystery Inc., they all have a growth journey that they try to emphasize on screen, she doesn't and that's that's an asset to her character but also a detractor to her storyline.:
2: That's fair, that's fair.
1: I think one of the issues is with kind of
0: both of them is there's not really a clear protagonist.
1: Yeah Trevor, you have just... to get more guests to agree with me. I like your guest picks this time) <laughs> <laughs> It's an ensemble piece. It's uh it, it absolutely is an ensemble piece. I mean, you obviously lean towards Shaggy and Scooby, but it's it's weird. Freddie Prince is the first build in this movie. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, it's Freddie Prince. I know you hate Sarah. that, Trevor,
2: because you had the audacity in your first episode to say that Freddie Prince can't act.
1: No, wait a minute, wait a minute,
0: hold on, hold, on, hold on. I think I was referring to one specific scene. I don't know. Okay. You
2: literally said, I just listened back today. Oh, really? that Freddie Prince <laughs> Jr. cannot act. <laughs> Point blank period. I,
0: that's weird because that didn't bother me on this watch, like at all. <laughs> it's funny. I thought he was terrible in this movie. Oh, that's weird. I thought yeah. I thought, he, I thought <laughs> he didn't bother me in this movie. I don't know what was going on. I, I'll say this watch was far more enjoyable. The Scooby-Doo 2 this year was far more enjoyable than Scooby-Doo 2 uh, last year. Because I was just, wow, this is such a step down. Because I like just saw it. Uh, Scooby-Doo is one of my favorite movies, the first one. As like, it's like a little guilty pleasure kind of movie. But I, I really like James Gunn's writing. And mm-hmm. I just like James Gunn's humor. And I really just liked how schlocky it was and how goofy and cartoony it was. Um, this movie, it, it, it was, it's it's a little bit too focused on gags and not enough on like things happening. But I like the cartoony things. So I was just like, haha, it's funny. Scooby fell into the tree. <laughs>
1: see trevor we have a different reaction because i i'll farted. show my cards <laughs> i was going in on this watch thinking i love this one so much better than one as i mentioned it took a step down for me this watch and i i think overall i'll, I'll let you know if i enjoyed it but um it, i i might walk away from this one saying i like scooby-doo better than scooby-doo too and i never thought i would say that i'm, I'm unsure I, I think this conversation will help me help me land somewhere
0: all right, well, well, Alex, this is the first, I mean, I guess not the first, mm-hmm. but what, what's your take, at least on the original Scooby-Doo?
3: I really liked, you mean the first film? From yeah, the first course? one, the first yeah. film. I really enjoyed it. When I watched it with Anya the first time, I was like, okay, because I didn't really have much, you know, background knowledge to kind of compare it to. Um, and it was also 3 a.m. when we watched it, so I was <laughs> very tired. But this time watching it, I was like... I'm charmed. Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. This is iconic. When he won Hila Fisher, the decapitated stuffed head, I yeah! was like, oh my fucking God, what I would do. What I would do to be her in this moment. I was so jealous. <laughs> I just think it's a lot of fun. Um, I do think for me, the second one uh, was not as fun. Um, I think mm-hmm. I don't really care as much about the like overall mystery in the second one as I did the first one. I feel like yep. the stakes are a lot higher in the first film than in this one. I love Spooky Island. I love everyone turning into like these weird PC zombies, not really knowing like they're losing all their fun and their energy. I thought that was great. And this one I think was a lot of callbacks to probably monsters that you would know from the show that are like nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And obviously that doesn't land for me. So I was just kind of like, who's that guy? Oh, he got two eyes. He got one <laughs> eye. Ooh, It was all right. It just kind of like played for me. It didn't really stick much comparatively.
0: I, I definitely I super agree on the first one having a way better mystery, mm-hmm. a way better setting, and for me just a way better structured like story because the the first one the stakes are higher not only in like oh my god this island like a bunch of teenagers on spring break like all that stuff, but it's the the gang. Like this is mm-hmm. the gang trying to get back together. The emotional climax is the gang gets back together. They go like woohoo at the end. In the second one it, they could have kept going with that. Like the gang decides to break up again, I guess, but instead it's like Shaggy and Scooby kind of being sad because they overheard them getting called like kind of screw ups, which they are. That's their character. I don't know why they should be offended. They should take, they should take ownership of that and like go wild with it, you know, which I guess is their journey in the end. Cause then they do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's, that's, that's a great moment at the end too um and, and this i think probably leads into things that we liked about the movie but that that moment where shaggy and scooby are told by velma that what they perceive as their weakness is actually perceived by others as their strength that's just that's a really touching moment and i think <laughs> not even just kids i think a, just maybe not an execution but in but it just the sentiment behind it is something that I think even adults who are insecure about themselves sometimes can take away from that. Where it's like, man, people probably just really hate me because I'm too energetic and too passionate and that's a, a turn off. And other people are like, well, that's actually, you like rally people together and that's really cool. So for for Shaggy and Scooby to get that compliment, I think that that was a nice moment uh, in, in the movie for sure. AJ, are you telling me that you aspire to be me because I'm too energetic and... and... <laughs> actually funnily enough i was talking about myself trevor oh fuck
0: <laughs> aj i aspire to be you because you're so energetic you're my Thanks, hero trevor.
2: i was just gonna say that i agree with aj i think that uh, both scooby-doo movies are profoundly moving i want to be really fucking honest but when i watch this the other night and i've seen this so many times i literally started crying at the end <laughs> I I sat there and I was like why am I I'm not upset like I'm not even I don't know why but I was just like crying and I was like this movie's so fucking good man
1: yeah Uh, well I guess specifically what were some of the favorite moments or scenes that brought you to tears
2: there's so many but I think in the final moments of like the I think it's like as the credits are playing, or it's right before the credits are playing, and they're back at the faux ghost, and it's fucking Ruben Stutter mm-hmm. <laughs> American Idol. Zoe Krebs? No. Um, and You're they're also- so starstruck. I literally love Ruben Stutter so much. Um, But they're all just like dancing. And I was just like, they must have had so much fun making these movies. And like, I'm having so much fun watching it. And I just like was really over emotional. And yeah, of course, Ruben Stutter really does that to a girl. But that was a specific (laughs) moment. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Can I be honest? Go. I shut the movie off by that point. Oh, yes. Trevor. I
1: was like, yeah, I've seen the credits. I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> um, well, Trevor, what about another scene which I really loved this time, which was the infiltrating the villain bar, which leads to them doing the disco dance and uh, that that flash mob. Did you like that scene? Because I love that scene. I, I have a lot of fun. Love
2: with it. that fucking scene. <laughs>
0: Everyone part like the Red Sea. It's me, Shizzy McCreepy, and my brother, S.D. McCrawley. What we are in the house and
3: ready to partake. You did issue. not like that scene. <laughs> yeah, 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 Alex.
0: I'm like, I'm split between y'all because on the one hand, I'm like, this is the best premise. This is like one of the best ideas that... Because this movie has a million ideas. It has like so many different ideas. It's like, what if we put Scooby-Doo in... Uh, like an 80s style wig and then dancing around a villain bar. And I'm like, oh, that's a fun idea. But then they do it and it starts out like, oh, this is really interesting. They're they're like, they're, this is a dangerous place for them. They have no idea how in over their head are they are. But then he just starts dancing around and singing, which is entertaining. But it, it, like l- the, the logistics of it, you really like, I, I don't know if this movie, I feel like sometimes this movie is trying to be serious and sometimes it's embracing the cartoony uh, tone and aesthetic it's trying to make. And I think that's an issue with movies that James Gunn writes that he doesn't direct is not everyone's fully in line with the tone that he wants to go for because his movies all have a very specific tone. I think he's a, a tonally talented director. Uh, so I don't really know what they were trying to do here. <laughs> When I was having fun it was just stupid sorry
3: when Matthew Lillard busted into that club in that fucking bright <laughs> green that? suit I said nope I <laughs> don't want this take it I off I loved that no nope. like,
2: JT <laughs> McCrulley <Yeah. McCrawley. laughs>
3: I like well, <laughs> gold tooth to do anything for you <laughs> it takes a lot for me to not be attracted to Matthew Lillard but that was close
0: what about Seth Green? Seth
3: I loved Green that is an um, icon. I loved his entrance where it's like slow motion and it's like this the steamy music and then he's just like ooh and then he falls. I love it.
2: Tell me about the way okay. you live tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but back to that the phogos because we have to talk about it because y'all shat on it just now. <laughs> First of all, just like in general, the production design of like this kind of like shipwrecked, like yeah. villainous bar is just so fun. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's so fun when, like, it's just, like, it is meant to be silly at the end of the day. Like, I think that with the first one, when the attention obviously – originally was to be like kind of more mature and like older jokes but then it got made for a younger audience I have to assume that by the second film they real there's still like adult jokes in there but they have to realize like okay this is being marketed to a younger audience so we will do like sillier stuff which I think is why there's more of that in this film and I don't give a fuck because it's still fun and I think this is a perfect scene where it's like wouldn't it just be really goofy if like Shaggy's like I'm gonna go to the bathroom don't do anything crazy and Scooby's like I'm gonna go break it down on the dance floor and first of all <laughs> that cover of thank you by oh
1: Oh, oh, no no, yeah no thank you you
2: the slot it's so good i wish it was on spotify Mm -hmm. it's not um because you know i've checked but it's just like (laughs) such a bop and like every time it happens i'm just like i know how the scene is gonna play out i literally know it beat for beat but every time i'm like here we go one of the best scenes (laughs) of the whole movie Mm -hmm. it's just so silly and fun it just makes me want to dance maybe because the song is so good but i have no issues zero issues with the scene.
1: Yeah. Specifically, the scene where he loses his wig and starts singing the song mm-hmm. to himself, yeah, um, that, and also the 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 dance move that always gets me is when he's like pointing at his wig and does like the <laughs> jump, 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 <laughs> jump, jump, jump. <laughs> I don't know why that one gets me so much, but the the end that that whole flash mob scene it's it's excellent, it's great, it's perfect. Yeah, it's
0: perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. i i I do uh i I like no (laughs) no i i like the (laughs) joke i do like he's like no no that's sd mccrawley or whatever his name is and then like they his hat falls off it's like hey there's i forget shaggy rogers that's shaggy rogers and then they they run away. But Shaggy's outfit in this is amazing. It's like, a, or is it in this one, or is it in in the opening scene where he has the brown like suit and the green uh, undershirt? That's at the
2: opening when they go. Okay, to the opening. opening.
0: I like that. The costumes are very good. I would say mm-hmm. the monster designs are.
1: There's they bad are. CGI we're going on, on we're here. On positives, Trevor. On. <laughs> I was, that was like a Trevor. half positive. <laughs> Trevor, give us give us a positive. A positive. Um, yes. Find I, re- re-
0: I really like the uh, looking for clues scene in the mansion in the old old man bullshit yes. mansion. Absolutely, uh, just it, it has a lot of great little fun moments. Uh, you know, they all do their thing. Shaggy's trying to be like a cool detective. He's like, "Let's spread out, look for clues." And, uh, and Fred's
1: like, "That's what I do."
0: <laughs> okay, gang. Let's like split up and search for clues. Scoop and I will go this way. Right, go on, let's go Okay.
1: You stole my thing that I say.
0: They're looking for clues. Scooby's just grabbing a bunch of random shit that ever he wants. I like they get into the ball and they fall in. There's the I like big butts and I cannot lie, baby got back. You know, there's so many little fun moments in here. And then there's the fun action sequence with uh the Black Knight ghost. Until they have to do a math problem to kick it in the nuts. <laughs> I don't know why I needed a math problem to figure that one out, but you know.
1: (laughs) Well, because this is is actually a scene that I think does flex everybody's strength. So as opposed to journeys, which I was talking about earlier, or maybe not strengths, but everybody is fully themselves in this scene. So I, I agree. That whole stretch from when Scooby and Shaggy find the clue, they do that clue dance, which is great. Freddy shows up with the ghost and says, bring it. So he's being overconfident and gets punched in the face and says, he brought it. Daphne fights the ghost, which, Anya earlier, you were right. That's, like, her her new character, which is super cool. Um, and then Velma's doing the the math to get the weak spot. And Shaggy and Scooby are freaking out. Everybody's doing their thing. So this, going back to our first episode on this, this, to me, was, like, almost the equivalent of the opening scene from Scooby-Doo 1, where we get every character in a few minutes to the, like, to the fullest extent of who they are.
2: Yes, to, to piggyback off both of those, I mean, I think in general, the scene in Old Man Wickles' mansion is so perfect, and I think it really encapsulates what's really fun about the second film in comparison to the first one, even though I love the first one obviously as well. It's just like, the first one's really interesting because I think when you're going to make a live-action Scooby-Doo, the thought is immediately you're going to lean into like what everybody knows. like We're in Coolsville, we're in a spooky mansion, and they did something different by being like, we're going to split them up, and they're going to come together on this weird amusement park where monsters actually come to life and they're real, where this one feels like it goes back to its roots, and especially in in this house you have the classic old man whoever the fuck in his creepy old mansion with a bunch of creepy rooms and there's a monster in it like I feel like it completely gets the vibe of like what the old Scooby-Doo episodes were about I think the production design specific I mean for the whole movie but especially this mansion is so good it's a criminal offense that no one got an Oscar for it it just looks so fun. And I'm like, once again, it's one of those moments where I watch this. And I'm like, oh, I love this. But also I'm like, oh, imagine like being in this cast and like getting to film in this built mansion, even if it's on the soundstage, like there's just so much effort and detail went into all of it. And I just, yeah, that whole time spent in the mansion, I think is so fun. And I love that it highlights one of my other likes about this movie, which is Brady Prince Jr. as Fred and his big himbo energy. Because I feel like in the first film, he was very much being like asshole Fred and he had to come over that. And in this movie, he's just like a big empty headed himbo. And I Mm -hmm. love that for him. I love that for Daphne. I, I mean, I love the scene. AJ already said it when he's like, bring it. And then he gets, like, clocked several times. He's like, he brought it. (laughs) And that was a moment where I was like, okay, see, he is a good actor. Not that this is, like, a profound Oscar-worthy performance. Like, I'll be honest, obviously. But he's giving what he needs to to the role. He's giving what he needs to. Like, he's supposed to play, like, this silly himbo, and he's selling.
0: Yeah. I think that's that's a good way of putting it. And that's why I don't think
1: I had an issue with his performance this time. I was like, oh, I see what he's doing here. What do we think <laughs> about the plot line of basically trying to get Freddy to overcome toxic masculinity and be able to talk with Daphne and share his feelings? Freddy, are you
3: okay?
2: Do you want to talk?
3: Talking's for wimps.
1: I, I that was one of the another one of the reasons why when I was a kid, this one it like it had that attempt at least, like it was trying to do something and speak to people like growing up as a guy that wasn't necessarily encouraged and so so to have Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar tell me that it was okay to share my feelings I was like this is different I have not heard this message before except in like blues clues or something like that so (laughs) that was that was that was cool as a kid I appreciate the sentiment I don't know I I value that in this movie what what are people's thoughts about that
2: My thoughts and feelings on it, personally, I mean, yeah, I kind of agree with AJ. It's a really nice sentiment to have in there, especially if you're going to have kids watching. It is one of those, like, I feel like it toes. I don't want to say a dangerous line because that feels too overreacting, but it's one of those things where it's like, because it's also a movie, she has like a conversation with him and the final moments. She's like, Fred, it's okay. It doesn't make you weak. And then immediately he's like, You're right, Daphne. And then says something to the yeah. Black Knight ghost where he's like, You're just like, need to get in touch with your inner yeah. child or whatever. Mm-hmm. She has one conversation and he's like, I heard you. I'm going to change. And it's done. Where like, obviously, in the reality, if you're like a girl and your boyfriend is like, I'm too much of a man to have feelings, it's not your job to have to fix that. You shot him to get therapy. Where it's like, you know, you don't <laughs> want to send the message that it's like, Daphne. Me needs to fix bread and like, it's that easy. But at the end of the day, like it is a kid's movie. So like the sentiment is very much in the right place. The actual mm-hmm. reality of that, mm, a little off, but you know, I appreciate right. what they were going for. Yeah.
0: I think it's for wimps. No, yeah. I, I, thought it, I thought, I thought, I think it was fine to have, like, I, I like when they put, you know, mature themes in, in movies, but it was like too surface level and, and, and didn't really fit like, Mm-hmm. They, what they were trying to do is everyone's going on their little journeys and side quests here. Velma's trying to get, like, confidence in her own, like, you know, quirkiness and weirdness or whatever. And I like that, I guess. I, I guess it's fine. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo are trying to be more confident. and it's, it's I guess it's all kind of about confidence in a way. Everyone's mm-hmm. trying to gain their confidence being themselves, which I like. But I feel like it, it's so disjointed and too short for everyone to have their little journey. Yes. It almost feels like a made-for-TV movie. That they're trying to fit into an hour.
3: Mm-hmm. And the weird
1: like... thing is, the runtime for this is significantly longer than the first one. Is it? I, I, I think the first one is... Well, the credits less are less like 10 than minutes. 80 <laughs> mi- yeah, I think it's less <laughs> than 80 minutes when you take out the credits. This was, with credits, 92 minutes. So this was, you know, probably a good 5 to 10 minutes longer than the original. Hmm. So, I mean... I guess I'll save that for the next section. Um, Who else would like to talk about a positive scene they liked? It's not
3: a scene, but I really like that his name is Scoobert. I just wanted to bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) I really like that. I didn't know that. And then, you know, (laughs) they called him Scoobert Do. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Is that his, 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 like, Christian name? I love it. It's incredible.
1: Alex, uh, going back to the first movie, what are your thoughts about Scrappy Do?
3: Oh, Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I I know that he has like um you know a reputation as not being people's Anya favorite.
0: Is staring right now.
3: <laughs> Listen, I said I texted Greg when I was watching it, and I said that I am personally offended that they would make a dog so fucking cute, but yet make me hate him. How dare you? He's so obnoxious. I find him very annoying, but he's so cute. I would cuddle him. I don't care. So you know, very mixed bag for me on him.
1: Okay, uh, just curious.
3: Yeah. Do That's you love him, Anya? Um, fuck
2: no. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Damn. All right. It's not what I expected your response
2: to be. No. I don't think he, I mean, uh, speaking specifically about Scrappy-Doo in that movie, he's an right. ugly CGI oh, puppy. Yeah. Yes. I don't find him, Even if he was like supposed to be a lovable character, I would still be like, I don't want to look at it. It's gross. Oh,
3: no. If he had opened his mouth and been sweet and adorable, I would have been in love. I don't care. He was small not, and he was We're dog. not the same. We're not. The <laughs> no, we're not. We're very much. We're, <laughs> yeah.
0: I like. Totally uh, fair. Just curious. All right. I well, wanted to talk about the very beginning of the movie real quick, but I really loved when they're walking out of the mystery machine limo, and they have all their little fans that are dressed yeah. exactly like them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, here's an yeah. interesting question: If you guys were at the opening. -hmm. Whose little fan group would you be standing in? And don't base it off of I love Matthew Lillard or whatever. Like, truly based on like the fan groups they showed us. Whose fan group do you think you'd most likely be in?
1: It's tough because everyone was literally like the extreme. So like the the Velma stands were like the socially awkward people that like if Velma said hi to them, she just screamed for eight seconds. Shaggy's (laughs) group was was total stoners. I love it. Like hey, yeah. Um, And then there was like the Daphne stands who had pictures of Daphne tattooed on their chest. It was I I I'm sorry, I don't think I hang out with any of them. <laughs> yeah, but who would you be there
0: for? You oh. it's not to hang out with the fans, it's to hang out with the person.
1: Or pretend to. Come back to me.
3: I know full well I would be jumping back and forth across the red carpet between <laughs> Uh, Velma's group because yeah. I think she's the best character and the dogs that were there to see Scooby just because <laughs> obviously Scooby Doo he's tugging um, my cheeks <laughs> away yeah I, I mean I would pet all those beautiful doggies and I would like bow down to Scooby and then I would go over and try to get an autograph from Velma that would be my plan.
2: The one thing that I think, and I guess this is like, not to jump to the dislikes, because there are other things that I like that I'd like to talk about, but quickly, is that you were bringing up, like, Daphne's fans are just these two like, overweight guys with chest tattoos of Daphne, which, sure, whatever, it's funny, but at the same time, I'm like, where are the female fans for Daphne? Because that's where I would be. I would be in Mm -hmm. my, like, pink-purple outfit hoping that she, like, thinks I have style, telling her how much I adore her, and she's such an inspiration. I was like, give me the girl Daphne fans, like, if Velma that's... can get them, Daphne mm-hmm. should get them too. <laughs> I,
0: I feel like that that's kind of probably like current Daphne fans. She's always got like the outfit down. Right. she got it down. She 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 pulls it off. I'd probably be with the Velma fans or like Fred fans, I don't know. Fred's cool. Mm. He's got cool looks. He's got the the neckties.
3: The Ascot.
0: Plot. Oh yeah, whatever. Whatever the fuck it's the called.
3: Necktie. <laughs> yeah, the
0: necktie. Yeah. It's the, very whatever. different. The aglet. <laughs>
3: Isn't that also, what a shoelace uh, tip
0: is called? Yes, it is. Shut the
2: fuck up.
0: Thanks, Phineas and Ferb. But I, I, just before I forget, AJ, you pitched something that now I can't get out of my head is a Scooby-Doo and Blue's Clues crossover.
1: <laughs> Did I Scooby Doo.
0: Yeah, well, no, but you mentioned it. scooby doo And then I came
2: up with it in my head.
0: <laughs> yeah. scooby doo doo Where Are Blue's Clues? <laughs> That's the name of it. I would watch that. scooby doo doo Where Are <gasps> Blue's Clues? Did you guys see?
2: There was, oh. I, I don't know if it's out yet, but there was this year they were going to release a Scooby-Doo Courage the Cowardly Dog crossover.
1: Oh, that'd be good. Ooh. I know. Oh, I thought you were going to say, did you see that Steve came back for, <laughs> yeah, uh, like, I I've, I've never forgotten about you. <laughs> yes, and then of course the best the best meme was when Tony Stark was like, we needed you, Steve, and you weren't there. Oh, oh I didn't
2: see that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, they was so funny. funny.
1: <laughs> um, so... I guess one the last person that we haven't talked about in this section is Velma, oh, and fuck. the Vel the whole Velma journey and trusting Patrick. What did we think of the the Velma coming to terms with how Patrick trusted her? Who cares, Trevor? Uh, I <laughs> I really love. Trevor's freaking out because he realized the Red Sox are on right now. Is um, Trevor oh anyways. God. Yeah, thank you. More important thing, Scooby-Doo 2, Red Sox. I really like that scene where Velma's holding onto to the grate. She has to choose whether or not to trust Patrick. And it's just, it's like a touching moment too. Like the music kind of clues in its soft piano. And it's, again, like this was a differentiation from a lot of the other movies I was watching. Like it was sad. It was dramatic. It was suspenseful. <laughs> I was like, what's going to happen? It was cool. I liked this scene. Yeah, um, and you- it showed a lot of growth for Velma too. Do you think he had a red herring tattoo on his arm? The plain view red herrings. <laughs>
2: I love We're it up what we put down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Velma's journey. I think definitely because it feels like, even when I was watching it growing up, it felt like Velma's love life and the issues she faced felt like similar to things that I faced. And I'm sure like a lot of people, women, men, whoever, where you're just very insecure and then someone shows interest in you and you're like, me? It couldn't be me. And then like, you know, like the whole journey she goes on when, she's, when he shows up. I love the scene when he she shows up. Seth Green icon and then she runs and she hides and then it's her and Daphne crawling hands and knees in like the back room and Daphne's trying to convince her like he actually really likes you Velma like that's not crazy and she's like I don't know what you're talking about and then of course that leads to the very comical moment of her being in the skin tight like latex jumpsuit that she can't move in but yeah I mean even at the end like you were saying AJ near the end when she's like oh my god kind of like her fears are she thinks confirmed like oh of course the only guy that would like me is evil and or like using me to get what he wants like of course it would it would go wrong for me and then like having that moment of him being like Thelma I really like you and you have to trust that and like she does and it works out for her in the end so it is just like debatably I think it's the most realistic journey of any of the characters within this film I mean obviously some of them are more grounded in like you know, more fantastical things of, like, stop being afraid of monsters and help the team. But yeah, I loved her journey. And I love Seth Green, yeah. so.
3: Yeah, she has a great journey. I mean, the scene that you were talking about where her and Daphne are, are like, walking on the – are crawling on the floor, that's one of my favorite lines when she says, like, I can fight werewolves and monsters, but at the end of the day, I know I'm going to, like, take off their masks and they're just a shrivelly little man. And Daphne's like, yeah, but that's what dating is. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, oh, yes, queen. And, I mean, I love – I'm a sucker for, like, a makeover scene. I mean, Linda Cardellini is beautiful. She's beautiful as Velma. But then when she comes out and she says, who's your mommy? Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved it. I was like, you are. You. Very much. Um, and I, I read that the line in the – when she's trying to sit down next to him and she's, like, squeaking everywhere. And she's like, oh, that was my outfit that, like, she ad-libbed that line because, you know, Linda. That's
0: hysterical. She's so good.
3: Huh. Yeah. I mean – I feel like also as I was watching it, I didn't know if I trusted Seth Green's character because he was a little bit cuckoo at times. And I didn't know if I wanted her to take his hand. And I was like, I don't know if I trust you. And it was, it was cool to like have the same perspective. And I don't know if I would have given him my hand. I don't
0: know. Yeah. I've seen this movie before and I always forget. <laughs> no, but she goes, she changes into that outfit, does her hair and makeup in
1: like record time. Yeah, impressive. she she turns in she she does date Mike before date Mike was date Mike from the office. Just like complete oh 180 God. different person. <laughs> the other great meme that came out of this was uh during Reputation era for Taylor Swift, I don't know if there's any Swifties out there, but it's the picture of like hot Velma and she's like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, the new, the old Velma can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, cuz she's dead.
2: <laughs> nice. I love nice. It. Did y'all ever, I can't remember on your other episode about Scooby-Doo, did y'all talk about the Shaggy using all of his power meme?
0: Was this the, 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 the buff Shaggy?
2: No, but I would love to talk about Buff Shaggy. Yeah, we'll talk about
0: Buff Shaggy. We'll <laughs> um, talk about
2: the potion. I, think
3: that, I do love Buff well,
2: Shaggy. There was a, a meme, I think it might have come from like behind the scenes stills of the first movie. The basis of the meme is just Matthew Lillard as Shaggy was like, un- had unlocked some like godly power. And so it would just be like clips or like stills of them, like as if they were talking to the camera behind the scenes. And like my favorite one was like fucking Freddie Prince being like, I remember the day that um, Shaggy showed up to set and announced he had killed God. And they're just like so out of pocket and extreme. It is debatably my favorite meme of all time. Um, I just had
0: to. I'm bring
1: surprised up. you haven't seen these, Trevor. They they are they're pretty popular meme. Okay. Oh wait,
0: is it like the? It's it's the it's an interview with the cast Miller interviews. Yes. Cass interviews. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it was just like, stills of them, and there's captions underneath it as if they were talking. Like, this they their actual quotes. It's they're they're very funny memes.
0: Are they? Did they like say this? Like, is this an original? It no, Tre- didn't. really think you're you're not- sure.
2: That I killed God? No, <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. But like is it based on something they said or did they just take the image? I don't know shot? what
2: the origin was. I feel like it was yeah. some anime thing. Like they were comparing him to some type of anime character, which I know <laughs> nothing
3: about. So
0: Hashtag know your you know, know your meme or whatever. Buff shaggy and woman shaggy.
3: Yeah, a lot of different kinds of shaggy in that scene. A lot of
0: different types of shaggy and Scooby in that scene. Only really one type of sh- Scooby in that scene. Smart, yeah, Scooby, smart Scooby. Which is like a play, I guess, on um Mr. Peabody. Oh,
1: interesting. Probably, I guess that makes sense. Um, uh, maybe I don't. I don't know.
3: <laughs> I wish that Shaggy had stayed buff Shaggy the rest of the film. Yeah, I would have
1: stayed this way
3: forever. I, yeah, I would have thrown my life away for buff Shaggy. I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In the interest of Muscle time, soup. I'm going to just rapidly read through the rest of mine uh, because they're all pretty much just one liners and quick moments. We're going to die. Think positively. We're going to die quickly. The whole Scooby fire extinguisher surfing. who do you think you are? And just the epic moment of Scooby, Doobie, Do as it gets closer and closer <laughs> on him. I very much love that, that entire moment where Scooby kind of regains his power and realizes that he is the one like Neo in the end of the Matrix. <laughs> you can't do this to me! Who do you think you
3: are,
1: Scooby? Toby, go! Yeah. Hmm. No. Gotta think of a comeback. Hey, shut up. It's Great Daphne lines. moments. Uh, and the real identity of Ned is Ned. <laughs> And uh, those are my one-liners. And I will also say I very much appreciate Scooby-Doo 2's commentary on the media manipulating its messages to fit within a constructive narrative. <laughs> get out of nice. here. Nice. <laughs> Do you have any favorite lines and, and
0: things before we move on? I got some, but I'll, I'll, give, I'll open the floor.
2: Um, Definitely some of them were already said, but one that I always loved so much is when they're running. It's after they've stolen the, like, um panel thing and they're like in the mystery machine running away and shaggy goes oh this is tied for the like the scary or like yes. the worst day of my life and then most so terrifying was, like,
0: day of my life <laughs> yeah. and then so
2: it was like tied with what and he's like every other freaking day of my life Shaggy, give me a hand this is tied for the most terrifying day of my life Tied
1: with like, every other freaking day of my life <laughs> so good it's excellent that's great i i had that one written down too yeah Alex, any favorite linos
0: or, or other scenes we didn't get to yet before?
3: Um, I feel like the first film had so many one-liners that I was I like know. all about. Um, I mean, I really like the moment with Daphne when she uses her makeup to get the fingerprint off yeah. so they can escape the cage, and she's like, "I enjoy being a girl. I just thought I was like, <laughs> I love you. Fucking just own it. you're so cool. And there's a moment in the opening scene where I think the, the monster is like a Franken-chicken or something. Yes, yes. And um, <laughs> Daph- they, I think, I forget if it was Daphne or Velma, but they say something about him. And Shaggy's like, oh, it's like she, he forgot, he tried to pluck us. And I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of chicken, I don't know if you guys picked up on it. There are two product placement, at least for KFC. Okay. Oh,
3: See, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Uh- one of which is at one point they're drinking from a KFC cup in the opening scene. And then also at one point Shaggy says, man, why can't we ever investigate like a KFC? Okay, hang on now. Now that line sounded dubbed. You think so? So
0: no, listen to this. And maybe maybe I, we can have some insight. So when they're doing that, the the camera isn't on Shaggy. It's like, "Hey, why can't we ever investigate like a" and it cuts to someone else, KFC or something like that. The HBO <laughs> subtitles says Burger King. Oh. Is <gasps> it really? Yes.
1: No so shit.
2: What's the original oh my line? God. <laughs> you cracked the code. So what's
1: going on? I here? have I have the DVD back in my house. Okay. Uh, I I might check it out at one point. But that, that's interesting <laughs> for sure. Because because obviously the cup in the opening scene was a CGI cup. Yes. And that was KFC. I'm very yeah. I'm very much wondering what Wait, the thing is. Wait, I feel is, like
2: but... I remember him saying Burger King. I don't me remember too. him saying <laughs> KFC.
0: He
1: said KFC on HBO Max.
3: When did this change?
0: Fascinating. Uh, I'm just going to look quickly. If you can give well, Trevor
2: like, looks second. for that. I wanted to say something because I think you guys were talking about it when I was trying to fix my headphones. I might have missed it for the likes but I have to put Buff Shaggy in my life. Yeah,
3: we had a a mini discussion Mm -hmm. how I would throw my life away for him.
2: It's something that I'm a little ashamed of and I just have to live with it, that I'm just like a little too attracted to Buff Shaggy. Not even because of the physicality of it, but because of like the empty headedness of Yes,
3: I'm right there with you, Anya.
2: Thank God for (laughs) once. Uh,
3: Honestly, I would take Buff Shaggy's personality with the female Shaggy body right beforehand. That's my dream person.
2: You unlocked it.
0: I watched a clip on YouTube, and he does say Burger King, and the clip is on Shaggy. His lips say Burger King. He is saying Burger King. I don't know when they changed it, but that's wild. Wow. And that's a watch positive this on that's HBO Max,
2: because my DVD copies are back home in New York. So, and I okay, feel like I need yeah. to rush into my living room after this and be like, what's he
3: saying?
0: <laughs> wow. Shaggy, what are you saying? He was only using uh, 0.1% of his power when he said KFC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i have i have have a few likes before we we move over and we'll continue on but uh basically i i love the intro because it feels like uh like a batman movie and that's like the swooping shots is like oh we're in gotham city and then of course as i said that out loud to myself it's like music by danny elfman i was like oh of course and (laughs) (laughs) I, i like when the the masked villain uh is like you know i'll show you for the buffoons you really are and it's it cuts to like scooby and shaggy flailing around on the rope i'm like they kind of are buffoons (laughs) (laughs) if you didn't know uh i wrote down scooby speaking gibberish but i don't remember when that happens
2: (laughs) like two Uh, half of the movie i mean yeah Yeah. i mean like half of
0: it but uh uh shaggy had a ed from good burger moment where he was reading like a page it's like let's inspect this and then fred turns it upside down he is like their words. It's like,
1: oh yes, words. Ah, words. <laughs> uh,
0: exactly. Uh, another great line is, uh, the the like. I don't know if they're Mormons or like Jehovah's Witnesses or something. They're just like, have you heard the good news? And Scooby's like, mm-hmm. yeah, cookies, because they're the Scout. <laughs> There's two more lines I want to throw down. One is the news team is interviewing like that one of the the, the weird. The the monster that looks like he's from Lazy Town. I don't know the monster's name. He like drives the truck at one point. Um Robbie Rotten. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he's like, Do you have anything to say for yourself, sir? And he just throws up into him and into the camera. Mm-hmm. I like that. And then uh the meta joke of they're totally having a montage in there without us.
1: Yes, I saw that. That's very Drake and Josh. <laughs> it is the Drake. Man, and I Josh bet there. Josh is on a whole montage of dates right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The one last thing that I wanted to bring up was, because you just talked about the montage, was the actual flashback scene. Yeah. And that was a, not even particularly because I was like, oh my god, but because of the song they're playing over it. You get what you give by the New Radicals. It's just so good. That is the song from the movie for me. And it is just like very sweet. And they're playing Frisbee. But... I just had to bring that up. The specific flashback that's happening when they're having a montage without Shaggy and Scooby.
1: We're suckers for a, a well done montage here on the old. I am movies. also a sucker
0: for mm. I am also we are suckers for a
1: well done montage.
0: <laughs> so, and I anything else
1: do you wanna do you wanna tear this movie apart?
0: Let's talk about some things. Alex, do you have anything to say? What do you hate about this movie? <laughs>
3: I mean, uh, I don't hate anything about this movie. Um, I don't particularly feel anything for most of the movie, to be completely honest. I feel like part of it is probably, like I said earlier, because I don't have any kind of like emotional connection to these monsters or to really the characters in general. And because so much of it is them doing like little gags here and there and then using science to just capture the monsters, I was just not super captivated by it. He, I mean, I am glad that there was not the excessive farting from the first film in this one. You know, that was a, a positive. There's some farting. There. <laughs> what? Where was there farting?
2: There's a fart scene where Scooby like farts, and Shaggy's like, he does that when he's nervous. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that was that was used well because they right. they blew up the man with the fire, right?
1: No, no, this is right Nothing after. Well, oh, that was that one, one too. Yeah. Oh,
3: see. <laughs> I, I no, just no, have they, the first they, one on the brain. They, they
0: blew up uh, the minor in this one with a fart, too. With yeah. a fart? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that? Yeah. <laughs> He's like all gassed up and ready to
1: go.
3: Yeah. See, I knew I was and, like the crazy. They, this is
1: just happy that there's not a farting competition. Yeah, the farting movie. competition.
2: Yeah. That is so painful to hear because the farting competition is literally one of my favorite parts. Of yeah. The it's so, <laughs> funny. That's a it's so funny. That's so funny. It's so funny. We're trying to solve oh. A mystery. A mystery?
0: Which is funny because we usually I at least I always hate farting and poop humor. Well, mm-hmm. I like the word poop, but like toilet humor I don't think is very fun in kids' movies. However, that farting competition is freaking hilarious.
1: Hey, remember two minutes ago when you just said that one of your favorite moments of the movie was when someone barfed?
3: No no no. No
1: no, <laughs> no, no, no. barfed i remember the response we funny. have witnesses if
0: he farted i think that would have been funny too or if he like pooped on him like i don't know that would have been wild what the fuck why
2: would he poop on him
0: like sure okay look i would have laughed even louder Trevor, if it's like, keep
2: your fucked up fantasies to yourself
0: no just like if they said like sir do you have anything to say for yourself he opens his mouth and them, like that would have been a plus that would have been a positive
2: I don't even know what you're talking
1: about No. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Alright, um, so is it just me? And I, I guess I'll ask Alex this too, because you just watched it, but did the effects get worse from the second movie to the first movie?
3: <sighs> you didn't think it could be possible. Yes. But somehow, <laughs> yeah, right? they can do it. I mean, it. <laughs> I enjoyed little bits and pieces, like, you know, I like the two skeleton guys with the one eye. Um, but, and I, you know, I like the concept of a lot of the monsters, but I think visually they don't really they don't really go great with the the live action parts of it and i think especially when there's like long shots where you can see kind of all the monsters at once it you can there's a big disconnect there and yeah you know not great not the best thing i've ever seen i mean it's not as bad as like mtv's teen wolf uh but um. oh
2: my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, like, but, we yeah. sat through like how many, like seven seasons of MTV's yeah. Teen Wolf. So I, even though I know the graphics are bad in these movies, they will never be worse than that. So. Exactly.
3: So, you know, bars so, on the ground. It looks great
2: in comparison.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah I, I mean, part of the effects are fine. I think everything practical looks good, but it's hard yes. when you're making a movie with an entire CG character.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think that deep. Matthew Lillard does an amazing job, though. Um, acting opposite what I'm assuming is nothing there.
0: Sean Gunn probably. I don't know. (laughs) I I think he's
3: it just shows that Matthew Lillard not getting an Oscar is the biggest travesty in this world for anything. He deserves it for every film he's ever been in. (laughs) Thirteen Ghosts Included.
1: Just wait until Scream 5.
3: I know. I can't wait.
2: If that motherfucker shows up in Scream 5 like I think that he will I will lose my mind like I've never lost my mind in public before.
0: Something I really didn't like is, and I kind of talked about it, is this is a very gag-centric movie where the first movie, I really felt like, wow, they're trying to solve this mystery. They're doing this thing. The hope is that they come back together. They're a team. They solve the mystery. They save the day and become heroes again. This movie, a lot of the scenes, they kind of pause the the plot to have like these little gags. The potion scene. And while buff Shaggy is very funny and and a great meme, it's kind of like, they're just like oh let's take a two minute break to do some gags and then um the the dancing scene in the in the pub it's like oh let's take you know a little break and do some gags and nothing that really happens in that scene uh pays off like i don't really think they're they're not really solving the mystery it's all uh fred velma and daphne still they're still the ones that actually solve the mystery shaggy and scooby don't do anything in this movie mm-hmm. and like uh, scooby saves the
1: day Mm. yeah
0: kind of i guess it's not like uh, he,
1: uh, completely his entire team is literally. incapacitated and scooby needs yeah. to take a uh, fire extinguisher and destroy the villains sure and uh who does he think he is scooby dooby Doo. whatever and saves the day so but like
0: but like he doesn't the, here's the thing is shaggy and scooby saved the day in the first movie in like the exact same way kind of scooby was kind of incapacitated at the end but there shaggy kind of the one that to, to it, it's really a journey with like him and in this movie, I, I, I feel like they really just don't do anything. Like in terms they of have the actual fun.
3: They have fun. I agree, fun. though. I think that's why I maybe couldn't connect with it because so much of it, it just <clears throat> seems inconsequential at the end of the right. day. And it doesn't like really drive the plot forward like enough for me to really care. Yeah. It's kind of just like, okay, now we're going to do this bit. And now we're going to move on to this bit. And now we're going to talk about science with the rest of the gang. And then we're going to go back. The, although I did love the bit where they, were, they uh, put whipped cream in uh, Scooby's mouth. And yeah. he's like, he thinks he like has rabies. We're going to go. I love it.
1: <laughs> they just say, we're going to go outside. You know what yeah. what I mean? It's like, we're going to go to a vet. Now,
3: and we're just and gonna Daphne go and Fred are just like, okay, sure.
1: <laughs> just get some air. That'll cure the rabies. Uh, no, I'm, I'm with you all. I just, for me, I, I didn't end up taking a lot of concrete notes about things I didn't love about this movie. Just because I think, especially the first half compared to the second half, there, there really wasn't much... Worth taking notes on. It was just gag after gag after gag, and nothing was, as you were saying, Alex, kind of moving the plot forward. And so I, I wasn't as invested to be like, well, like if they did this differently, then I would have been on board. Or I didn't like this scene because it was grossly offensive. There just wasn't, there wasn't much to lash onto. Again, I think the second half is a lot stronger than the first half, but the the first half for me was it, it was a lot of that goofiness that um I don't know. Just sadly, think I might have outgrown a lot of it. Well, the
0: other thing is I don't understand. Why people are blaming Mystery Inc. for costumes that get stolen? Like they donated the costumes; they don't own or defend the museums. They're not superheroes pledged to defend the. They're they're not superheroes, but this movie treats them like superheroes. Like <laughs> they're not supposed to defend this museum. If anything, it's Seth Green's character Patrick's fault, uh, or security's fault for letting things. He was things the villain in. all along. Well, it's like how do, how could you let the monsters into the museum? I'm like. It's not their job. (laughs) It's not their fucking
1: job. That's a great point.
2: I mean, I think it comes from a place of the fact that like, they obviously benefit from this celebrity, as we can see at the beginning of the movie, like this huge red carpet moment, which I think is definitely maybe even a commentary on celebrity as well. Like there's always that line, I think in real life where it's like, we, you know, we give celebrities all this fame and attention so they can have these miraculous lives and they can't pose for one picture or whatever the fuck people get mad about. I think there's a sense of that a little bit. And then, like, I completely agree Trevor where it's, like, they aren't superheroes. They cannot defend against literally everything that happens in the city. But I think it's specifically because it's, like, oh, there's monsters loose, and you guys are the monster people. Like, how could you not see this coming? How could you not be prepared for monsters to crash this party, like, so horrendously?
0: Good stuff. Good words. Good words you said there.
2: (laughs) Uh, As somebody who... Previously stated that I give this movie and the first movie five stars, and I am not going back on that. There Mm -hmm. are things in this movie that I quote unquote don't care for. Whoa! (laughs) One of them is at the end of the movie when they unmask the dude, and we find out at first that it's Alicia Silverstone, and then unmask her, and it's Jonathan J. Jacobo, who didn't die, the original pterodactyl ghost, all that shit. And then there's the whole thing where it's like, Ned is Ned and like so it's all silly funny but then there's a moment when they're like hauling them away into like the police whatever vehicle and it's like a classic 2000s joke to make where like ned realizes that alicia silverstone was a guy the whole time and it's like wait you were a dude and he's like of course i was whatever he's like but we cuddled which is just like yes it's not them being like but we we had sex in the van so like yes it's like still like spoon fed for like a child audience but at the same time it's almost worse because it's like god forbid another man cuddle with another man like it's not even anything overtly sexual and he's like oh fucking sick and it's just like oh my god guys please keep the homophobia to a zero my god it just like is not a good look
1: i had that in best adult i mean just like as an adult joke, because right. I think obviously the intention was like, the implication was there was probably more than cuddling going on there, but they just probably couldn't say that in an emotional yeah. movie.
0: Yeah. I I did like the, the joke, however, right after mm-hmm. that. Or no, right before,
1: whatever the... I was an excellent Eliza. Yeah,
0: that joke I like. I think that joke's fine. That joke's fair game and also fair lady. But, um... <laughs> but, no, 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 totally on board <laughs> with you. Totally agree with you there, Anya. That was like, just a negative. Also... Why was he wearing the uh, reporter mask underneath the other mask? Why not just take off that mask? That's so many
1: masks, you know? For a dramatic reveal. It's like a Mission Impossible movie. But I do have one other question. And not to get too Mrs. Doubtfiery, but we didn't see a full body costume. Last I checked, Tim Blake Nelson's body Mm -hmm. does not look that good in the little black dresses that Alicia Silverstone's character was wearing and just to at least nitpick it 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 caught me on this viewing it didn't bother me up until now but now i'm like that that doesn't make any sense
3: that was my initial initial, just now no the second (laughs) they pulled that alicia silverstone's mask off i was like but her hot bod is his bod okay can i see it no okay
1: (laughs) i do like tim blake nelson though i guess we were all just clueless there huh
2: and there it is (laughs) something else that I made note of which once again it's not something that I'm going to overtly be like I dislike this but it was just more so I'm like you guys did this twice in a row it's just the mystery machine is like next to these catastrophic like huge electrical explosions and fucking zilch happens to it the first one is when they're like driving away with the panel and the electricity ghost shocks these wires and it like kind of blows up in sections right next to the mystery machine but they drive away miraculously unscathed sure whatever we'll give them that one but then in the scene when Daphne and Fred figure out that they can hook up the electricity ghost to the black knight to like kill them both it happens literally right next to the mystery machine a huge fiery electrical explosion mystery machine not even a paint scratch it's like what is this fucking thing made of it's a goddamn tank
1: i think the other thing that's worth calling out is when that electricity scene happens like the current has already started yeah and they just like run over and jump over the electric current and it's like oh we're fine we're cool we escaped it and I was like, eh, just "Don't, <laughs> I don't think that's logistically possible. Yeah. I'm no electrician, but that's that's something that I noted as it's well. It's all
3: very cartoon logic for me. Yes. yes. Yeah. When, like, the explosion happened, I assumed, oh, well, the van's gone. That's a huge bummer. And then it didn't. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I just have to suspend all my disbelief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: They probably forgot to drive it away for the
1: scene. And they're like, uh, we can't <laughs> see you. So we're out of money. Nah, we put
3: it all on KFC. <laughs> Literally. Plus,
1: like, they don't. People don't want to see the mystery machine get destroyed. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that's what I was kind of thinking when I was jotting it down. I was like, I would be upset if it blew up, but it was just more like, logistically, I'm like, y'all did this, come on, twice? Like, one time, okay, whatever, I'll let it slide, but like, how many times can this car just take the biggest beating and not even a dent? But you know what? I still think it's a perfect movie, so... <laughs> I do want to say though, lastly, this is the last dislike I have is that mm-hmm. I don't sure. like that. They, and I guess it's like an overall. It's literally the story of the movie. I don't like that they're mean to Shaggy and Scooby. I mean, I know it just like makes me sad. And it's one of those things where it's like, to a degree, yes, I get it. Their whole character, like arcs and tropes and whatever, is just like we're frightened of ghosts and we're always running away. But one in the first movie they're the ones that fucking saved the day it's like when did y'all forget about all that like running your yeah. mouths that they don't do anything bold face, bold face lies but then beyond that i feel like if i remember correctly i mean it's been a long time since i've watched the original cartoons i feel like that's the bit from all the original cartoons is like they're all hunting the ghost shaggy and scooby get caught alone with said ghost get super scared and then somehow through being scared being chased Get the ghost or whoever to get caught in the trap that the others have set for them. So yeah. the and So even if it's unintentional, their whole bit is that like they still do, debatably the biggest part of catching these ghosts, which is that they get them to where they need to be to be caught. So I'm just like, I don't know where y'all are taking this out of pocket shit of like Shaggy and scoopy don't do anything because that's bullshit, and just like made yeah. me angry. And I was like, I get that they're sad, but if I was them. I'm- I would have walked the fuck out into that sunken living room and been like, (laughs) I don't know what the hell y'all are talking about, but I definitely pull my weight. And so does Scooby.
0: One of the things I kind of notice is this movie doesn't really have any continuation of the first film. It's almost like it exists Mm -hmm. in its own Mm -hmm. universe because they they don't really talk. I mean, uh, they don't have to, but they don't talk about it. None of the characters from the first film, except the main gang are here. Um, it's an, this story could just exist. Like you don't have to see the first film really to understand they were talk about scrappy doo or anything. Um, and, and like it takes place in Coolsville. Like you could just yeah. watch this movie as is and just be like, oh, it's just an adaptation. oh, they're they're big celebrities, of course. What I liked about the first movie is they took the Scooby-Doo premise and it's like, well, the gang breaks up. This is like after the show and after all these shows and adventures, it's like the gang breaks up. and this is their adventure back. So I, I feel like, they did something cool with that here, where it's like, oh, they're they're big heroes. This is their coming back to Coolsville and like doing all their things. However, they they didn't take the, the growth from the first film because I feel like they should give Shaggy and Scooby credit for literally getting the gang back together. Like, they yeah.
1: should be fucking heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I, I wouldn't say that they were mean to Shaggy and Scooby. They were just almost like a little too dismissive of them.
2: Yeah, it was also that they were like ever overtly to their faces mean, but it was just kind of that like, no one is perfect, and we all have moments where like even people that we love in our lives, you gotta let off steam sometimes, you gotta like talk to somebody else and be like, oh, they're getting on my nerves. Multiple moments in the movie where it's like all of them talking together, like, yeah, guys, I mean we should just accept that Shaggy and Scooby are worthless fuck ups, and it's just like multiple <laughs> times. Like, and I get I guess at the beginning, like, well, we have to set up this plotline for them so they have to have the one scene of doing it. But then there are scenes later mm. on where they're like, Oh, Shaggy and Scooby are on their own. They must be so helpless. They're probably dead in a ditch somewhere. Or like mm-hmm. there's one when they're like, Velma, where's the panel? And she's like, mm-hmm. I gave it to Shaggy and Scooby. And then Fred's like, Huh? I thought you said you gave it to Shaggy and Scooby. And she's like, oh my God, we get it. Yeah. You guys hate them.
3: Why are they on your team then if you and hate why are them
0: they so on much? Your team? <laughs> Maybe they felt bad. Like, I, I think that could have been cool if it's like, we feel bad for them because they got the gang back together, but we kind of realized they don't do anything. I think that mm-hmm. would have been interesting. They didn't really talk yeah. about that at all.
3: I also don't like Matthew Lillard's hair or his facial hair comparatively to the first film. <laughs> I would like them to bring back the hair from the first film because, yes, is it this not not
2: exactly the same.
3: I don't think I don't think so. I saw the first one. and I went, hmm, Matthew. And then I watched this one and I said, oh, OK, that's.
1: Freddie's me. hair is different. Velma's hair is different. I think you were talking about the wigs in this Trevor, too. I think everyone's hair was different except for maybe Daphne. No, nah, her hair was different, too.
3: It's wavier All in this right.
2: one. I feel like it was straighter in the first one.
1: I um,
3: feel like yeah, this one's just cool. a little bit messier costume design-wise in terms of, that. like, the hair.
0: I feel like there was more close-ups on the characters in this one, and maybe that's why I'm noticing this thing.
3: I feel like it, um, yeah, it reminded me of, like, Jared Padalecki's hair as Supernatural goes on, where, like, his bangs start to part more and more, and then his, like, <sighs> hairline starts to recede, and you're like, oh, no. Yeah. That's why I felt a little bit. By season like whatever the fuck,
2: 14, I'm like, I cannot look at it. I know. So it must exciting. look
3: away.
1: Big supernatural fan. However, I have not finished the series. But I think Neither I've seen every not. episode from okay. seasons like one through five, probably like Five's the best. ten times each. Yeah. Five's yeah. the best no. Five's the best. One and two is where it's at. Are you a
3: Sam or Dean?
1: Um Anya and I I am. Dean 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 is funnier.
3: Okay, Dean girl all the way. Sam, 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 Sam.
1: <laughs> I have to always talk about
3: okay. Jared Padalecki. Any opportunity I get.
1: Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Trevor. I know you don't watch Supernatural. I do not. Uh, it's okay. Let's let's talk about best adult joke, unless there's anything else we want to talk about and things that didn't work for us. I had the right in the round tables, kick mm-hmm. him in the nuts joke. Yeah. Shaggy saying, uh, that was almost exactly like my freshman year in college when he was very clearly coming down from a trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole we cuddled line. Right. But, what else, what else we got?
3: I really liked the, I mean, you already brought it up, but I liked the old-fashioned record player playing Baby Got Back. I really, that, mm. that stirred something in my soul oh, yeah. a little bit.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I have
2: a few, Trevor, so you can go before oh, me. Okay,
0: here. yeah. The only one that we didn't mention is they do say crap in this movie.
2: <gasps> oh, my God.
0: It was like, it was literally like look into the camera and say crap. The parents
1: mm-hmm. are like,
2: oh, my, never.
1: Yeah, um, I wasn't allowed to say crap growing up
2: i'm sure i wasn't allowed but i most
3: certainly said everything yeah
2: (laughs) some that i had obviously shaggy on the red carpet smelling his fans before he sees them because they're in a cloud of like (laughs) yeah he literally like wafts it in he's like hey (laughs) um obviously which i feel like they obviously do in the first film as well um Shaggy as Lady Shaggy, giving him, like, anime titties and everything. Like, (laughs) in the little tiny crop. Like, it feels very targeted for a different audience than children, perhaps. One of my favorite moments of the whole movie is when... I think it comes after the moment when Alicia Silverstone came for Daphne and was like, you don't do anything for the team. And they're walking and she says to Fred, she says, Fred, am I just a pretty face? And then he does not know what to say. And he's like, no, I mean, yes. I mean, not fat. Definitely not fat. (laughs) What you're looking for. And she's like, fat. Why would you even use that word? It's so funny. I love it so much. Just because you can see uh-huh. the real fear in Freddie Prince Jr.'s eyes. Like, <laughs> I, I can't fuck this up.
3: Because he's um, a great actor.
2: Exactly. Exactly, mm-hmm. Trevor. You better fucking listen. AJ too. And then the only other one that I had, which we already brought up, was Velma in the sexy costume saying, who's mm-hmm. your mommy? Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. So good. Who has a drinking game that they would like to share with the class?
0: Anytime they say the word clue, take a take a drink. That's a they say clue a lot in this movie. And during the clue dance, you may also chug.
2: <laughs> Do the nice. clue dance. Do the clue dance. I had two. The two I had were drink anytime you see bad CGI. So you'll be blackout by the end. Yeah. Um, and then I also had drink anytime Fred has a himbo moment.
1: <laughs> Does good.
0: Amazing.
3: Mm. I don't have any. You, you did two for us. Okay. I did it for
1: perfect. Right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I got sip every time the word Scooby is said. Chug every time Shaggy yells in fear. And then finish your drink at Scooby Dooby Doo. Member berries. Both of mine have already been talked about. But to reiterate, it was uh, Baby Got Back and Ruben Stuttered.
3: Ruben Stuttered. I, I When I now. saw him pop up at the end, I was like... Uh, 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 Okay. It's so out of left field. And so 2004. I don't think that Ruben Stetter was very relevant in, at the year before or after 2004. Um, so mm-hmm. he really like got his money when it was hot. And yeah. I respect that for him. Don't know why he was there, but I love it. And he has a powerhouse voice. So he can take it, it reminds out. me,
1: It reminds me a lot of Macy Gray appearing in Spider-Man.
3: <laughs> yeah they had sugar ray
0: um yes they did the oh. yeah. yeah
2: yes so was off in that first one
3: yeah
0: seems great like they were they, they just like i i wonder it's just like you're we need like a musical act for a kid's movie daddy daycare had cheap trick get a musical Cheap act trick in actually it? in it yes that was them it was literally them playing at what that fundraiser fuck? scene is that so fucked up <laughs>
3: I like when the Baxter Boys are at the end of This is the End. Yes, that's, that's yes. a great scene. That's one of my faves.
1: Or how about uh, Smash Mouth in Rat Race? Oh my oh god. My that's god. the best
3: that's final scene. Oh, Rat Race. That's a classic.
1: <laughs> uh, all
0: right. Uh, for, I guess memories for me, yeah, we, we, Baby Bok got back. Um, whack-a-mole. If you ever, I was a big mm-hmm. fan oh, yeah. of the arcade. A
1: Scooby-Doo themed whack-a-mole. I would love to play
0: a Scooby-Doo themed whack-a-mole it's so bad (laughs) soinks and you know in my opinion at least i don't think they've made a really good scooby-doo video game and i would really like to see a detective uh party uh like dungeon crawler game uh, with Hmm. the scooby-doo in the game
1: someone did not play scooby-doo showdown in ghost town (laughs) the pc cd game that came in my cheerios box one day uh, just
3: AJ's. Nobody else's It
1: was, it, yeah. It was just me. Uh, that was the shit. I remember talking about that on one of the previous Scooby Doo episodes because it was a huge part of my childhood. So wow. get get yourself some Scooby Doo Showdown in Ghost Town, Trevor.
0: Yeah. So I really want to. I really want to play a really good Scooby Doo video game. That's not
2: that. I think I don't know if this would count as a member berry, but anytime I watch either of these movies, I always think of the specific moment. And I literally saw it in passing as a child, but it was like at one of the Kids' Choice Awards, Matthew Lillard won an award for something, I think, related to one of these movies. And where he gets up, he's holding his little orange blimp, and he's talking. And I remember him talking about how at this time he had a little daughter, and I'm sure she's grown now, but talking about how she would make herself laugh by farting. So she would fart and then laugh until she farted again like laugh so hard that she made herself fart again and i remember when it was happening i was like this is the funniest story i've ever heard in my entire life and i keep always meaning to go back and like find the clip on youtube but anytime i watch one of these movies and a fart scene comes up i always think about matthew lillard winning his kid's choice award and talking about his daughter farting oh that's wonderful there's also
1: a, a great compilation on youtube of babies getting scared when they fart
2: Oh, I love that.
1: Yes, I've, I've seen and, that. And their faces are like, oh my like, I'm god. Familiar. I'm
0: familiar. I'm familiar. familiar with
1: this video. <laughs> All right, let's stop talking about farts to put Alex out of her misery. Let's talk about making this movie in in 2021, uh, I guess, some sort of live action or continuation or whatever. Um, something I posed to the group before we started recording was if you were to recast Scooby-Doo today, live action, who would you cast? So feel free to incorporate that into your answers If anybody has a place to start, feel free. If not, I can throw my cast out there.
2: Well, I have a place to start because I have ideas for a possible recast. I know you asked us to think about that. But my answer is that I want the third James Gunn-written Scooby-Doo movie that never got made. And I don't know if you guys saw, but he had put on Twitter what the like it was supposed to be, where it's like they go to Scotland because there's a town plagued by monsters, but then they realize that the monsters are the victims and Scooby and Shaggy have to look inward about their prejudice and their narrow-minded views.
3: Yeah. I
2: want that movie so bad because, I mean, I love it's these It's called movies.
1: Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island.
2: I fucking love Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. It <laughs> formed me into the woman that I am today. <laughs> um, but that's what I want specifically is that third James Gunn-penned film.
1: I would love to see it. I think it would be cool to like revisit it years down the line where it's like, I gave that up and just the thing is, like, have the actual everyone... cast come back.
3: Oh, I think that they all would like, they yeah, absolutely they would.
1: would. I would, I would be excited to see that.
3: Yeah. I, I had similarly read that. I, I think for the original film, um, Velma's character was supposed to be an openly gay woman. And I would like to see that film. I would, you know, as much as I enjoy Seth Green, I think, I mean, that's the vibe I always got from Velma from the little that I had seen of like the cartoon. So I think that would be really a fun trajectory to follow. Um, but I want Matthew Lillard to always play Shaggy even when he's 90, I don't care. He's
1: what just... if he has uh, hair and beard that you don't agree with?
3: I, I don't agree with this one, but I can still look past it and love him and admire him.
1: <laughs> Trevor, thoughts? Oh yeah.
0: So I have a pitch.
3: Okay. Okay. Oh boy.
0: And it's 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 a trailer and it's like really dark you know it's like it's like directed by Zack snyder this this film scooby-doo uh returns scooby-doo reboot it's called it's called scooby-doo where are you it's literally the name but it's not it's not like where are you it's like where are you like you got the intense music and then you see an image of the mystery machine exploding And then you see the clubhouse like kind of in ruins and you see like Shaggy going, like sort of like looking at it and like getting a little bit sad. And then you see like a hospital bed of like, you know, someone there, but you don't really know who it is. When the the gang needs to come back together, they're all like aged. The mystery needs to be solved. Du, 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 du. and they don't have a clue and then Jack Black as Shaggy comes out like come on man oh. we gotta go <laughs> do, 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 do. and 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 then is it, this, it's goes, is this Dewey Finn or, it, or is yes, this Jack no, it's, Black it's, it's Jack Black as, and then it's like nah, 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 and it plays like some some fun little like po- uh, punk rock like horse like, and uh, <laughs> then they're, they're on like the they're driving like the new mystery machine and it's like, how'd you get this new car? It's like, I made it. And he presses the button and boosters, rocket boosters come out. And Paul Rudd is is Fred. And, and fucking like Francis McDormand is Velma. Like, I don't know who he can do
2: this. Trevor, I you haven- should get some balls. Make Jack Black, Fred.
0: No, Kate Winslet is Velma. Okay. That'd be interesting. No, Jack Black. Wait, no, 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 Jack Black is a perfectly like middle aged. Oh, you see what I'm saying? I'm you're like you you're Jack you're Black.
2: you're feeding into like the stereotype of like Jack Black has to play like the chubby stoner. Blah, blah blah. Jack Black is fucking sexy. Make him Fred.
0: I think Shaggy's sexy.
2: I think Shaggy's sexy too.
0: And I I, I want Fred to be like I want Fred I, I want them to be still the same type of stereotypes, but I want it to be a
1: darker, more action packed thrill ride. Wait, is Kate Winslet Daphne or Velma?
0: Uh, I I thought Velma because in in, in well, then the wait. Steve Jobs movie, she's like the glasses and that kind of thing. And then who Francis McDormand play? Then it was Daphne. but I don't know.
1: <laughs> just like the, just spitballed. <laughs> Francis McDormand <laughs> played Daphne.
3: Oscar. Uh, I love this cat. Academy Award winning
0: Francis McDormand. And she get Oscar. Time. Wait, wait,
2: wait! Oh, I think you just said Oscar Isaac. I think you remember
0: no, no, Oscar Academy Isaac movie. No, I I could see like. I could see like a ju- be good, uh, Jessica a Chastain as Daphne. as sort of like a- Why?
3: Yeah, because she's good. the only redhead you can think of. Come on, Trevor.
1: No. Stone. The first <laughs> um, I think
3: Zac Efron would be a great Fred.
0: He would. be he
3: played so Fred he in school. It. Oh, well, I didn't see it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I also think I, you're better
3: for out. it. Yeah.
1: All right. I got I got a cast. Okay. I got a cast.
3: I don't know if it can stop so... Trevor's. I don't think I can either. I'm,
1: I'm definitely going for the younger demographic. I'm going for around our age, around you know, 25 to 35. So, Daphne will be played by J Law. Velma will be played by going to do a little bit of, of a throwback here. Aaron Sanders, who played uh, Quinn Penske in Zoe 101, will be our Velma. <laughs> okay. Fred will be played. Fred will be. Shut up, Trevor. Fred will be played by Michael B. Jordan.
3: Okay. okay okay
1: okay and for his big comeback after his disastrous 2021 shaggy will be played by ben platt
3: no oh, no, no get the fuck out of here You found <laughs> no. aj i'm done with this podcast
2: <laughs> no, no, no. it's a de ben platt <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, just all makeup. Just just a ton of foundation. Uh, I have have a couple alternates, though. Velma could be either Beanie Feldstein or Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or uh, Margot Robbie as Daphne.
0: You know what? I
1: changed my mind who I want as Fred. I want
0: Idris Elba as Fred. Good
2: Christ, yeah.
0: Trevor!
1: Because yep. now he's going to not- what
2: is the age difference in the in the gang well, now?
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter. But it is a huge meme. He's going to be Knuckles in the Sonic movie, and his Twitter's like, "I can't wait." I'm like, "I can't wait now.
2: I, I want to see this." <laughs> I'm gonna watch I it. wouldn't be mad if. I, at the end of the day, I also feel like Matthew Lillard like did Shaggy to the grave. Like it could never be done again as good. I would love. I wouldn't be mad if Dylan O'Brien you a you love to throw Dylan Ryan out there i'm trying to keep him booked and busy is what i'm trying to do um, i think
1: he's still trying to run away from that maze
2: possible he did go he got hit by a car or some shit he got run over by a truck
3: on one of those movies yeah he movie oh was
2: like shit. out of work for a while yeah oh well, that's why he right, couldn't do that season that.
3: of teen wolf Oh, mama. comes full circle.
2: It, I think it literally was. Yeah, it was. I would love also possibly Zoe Deutsch as Daphne. These are literally people that I bring up on our podcast. Look, so
3: the like, last episode, I asked her who, who she would remake um, as Ash from The Evil Dead, and her two people were Zoe Deutsch and Dylan O'Brien. I like it.
0: I like so it.
3: So she's keeping them busy. They're going to be
2: in a movie together, and I love them. Every other choice, sure. I'm down with it.
3: Except for Ben okay. Platt. All right. Oh, oh, oh. I was...
2: And I think I think Henry Golding could be a fun Fred.
3: Oh, fuck yes. Oh, uh,
2: he would do agree. great. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I
0: really liked uh, Snake Eyes. A simple favor.
2: I want him. I (laughs) I love the difference. Snake Eyes and a simple favor. (laughs) I didn't
0: love Snake Eyes. I I I liked Snake Eyes. I think that he should be the next
2: Bond. I think he should be the next James Bond, in my opinion.
1: He'd be great. He'd be excellent.
0: All right. Well, uh, do we want to move on, AJ? Is there any other things you wanted to cover before we get into the the
1: offs Nah, we can we can do final verdict, but. uh, I'm going to go last because I don't know what my okay. verdict is. <laughs> um,
0: okay. So be, all right, we're, we're going to sort of wrap this up, but before we do, thank you once again, Anya and Alex, for coming on and being wonderful guests and sharing your opinions, takes, and all those other things. Uh, where can we find you? And if you have an episode that uh, is coming out or recent that you want to plug, please do so. So um, people will know what to, where to start.
2: Um, we are located on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, truly anywhere that you can really think of that you can get a podcast. We're available there. It is October, which is a big month for us. Uh, our main episode recently, or it's already out, is the Evil Dead Trilogy, which was a really fun time. And Trevor, you actually came with us to the Evil Dead exhibit at the Mystic Museum in Burbank, which is also really fun. So um fun. so much fun. And yeah, I mean, you said this coming out on the 28th. So by then we should have at least two more mini-sodes out at that point. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I would also pitch the episode that we did last month, which I think is debatably one of our favorites. We did it with a guest, uh, Cornelia Bendel, about this gem of a movie called Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. And it is so fun, but yeah, we have a pretty decent catalog I would say of stuff to pick from at this point, yeah, a lot
3: of different eras, a lot of a lot of eighties, a lot of early 2000s. Um, Anya, do you want to pitch our socials as well since you usually run those.
2: yeah, so if you guys want to follow us at all, we're on Instagram at the Girls who Cried horror. We're on Twitter at Girls who cried b h. If you want to email us, our email is the at gmail.com. Um, and that's all of our socials. And we're very we try to be pretty active on there if you ever wanna see what we're up to or reach out to us. We're very nice people, despite what you may think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can concur. That was a great evil dead exhibit. It was it was so great.
3: fun. Yeah, that was great.
0: So that's where you can find them. Again, they're great. Definitely check them out, listen, follow. And we're moving now into the final verdict. Um, who wants to start here?
3: I'll start, I okay, guess. You'll start. <laughs> I mean, I know you can't really tell based on my opinions this episode, but I don't think I would particularly recommend this one um, <laughs> unless you are a huge fan of Scooby-Doo in general. Then I'm sure that you know all the callbacks and all of that will be a lot of fun. It will you know, hit you in the right spot. I think I would recommend the first film way more than i would recommend this one um and also i'm gonna recommend scream because matthew lillard is an cool. icon and if you haven't seen scream i don't know what you're doing go do it right now
1: agreed scream scream's like a top 15 movie for me i love that number movie. one so, baby yeah respect
2: <laughs> i don't know if you guys could concur from my comments on this episode but i would definitely recommend this movie i as i said i like the first one better, so I don't disagree with that. And I think that, like, if I was iffy on somebody liking these movies or not, I would definitely recommend the first one before this one. I always say that that scene in the first one of um, Fred doing the electric slide when they get caught <laughs> dancing. He's like, "And drive the bus and back it up. Uh, I want that played as I'm lowered into the ground at my funeral. That's how important it is to me." But I would definitely recommend this. I would recommend the first one, and I would also, if I recommended something tangential, I would recommend James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy. Because I think it's similarly fun, and it's a good group dynamic, and I also love that movie. So that's my recommendation.
0: Awesome. Um, I can go. I I would recommend this movie. I think if you like the first one, you know you're gonna enjoy this one. I think at the very least. But if this if these this style of movie doesn't do it for you, you're not gonna like it. Obviously, you know. I know these these movies. They have a specific audience. I'm part of that audience. I really like it. And so if you're not going to be part of that audience, you know, don't, uh, don't, don't watch it. Um, instead I'm going to go for, if if you're not that audience, if you want a more serious movie and you want a mystery movie, uh, watch Knives Out. It's a perfect fall movie, perfect November movie. I would say just gets you. Hey Trevor, why
1: are you recommending that movie by chance?
0: Because it's about family.
1: (laughs) Did I, uh, did, 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 did my message to you spark a reinterest in that movie? Oh, yeah, you also, did you just watch that recently? Yeah, I thought I was watching this. (laughs) No, I was watching it on Saturday night. Oh, okay. (laughs) Great movie, great movie. Great movie, indeed. Sorry, finished, Trevor. No, it's just,
0: so yeah, I mean, it's very different, but one's a comedy mystery, and the other is also a comedy mystery, goofy horror. But I do generally like this movie, so definitely give it a watch if you have not seen it in a long time and you remember liking it. AJ! (sighs) Ugh...
1: I want to so bad, but you know, Trevor always calls me out that I'm like too I'm too liberal with my recommends. So it almost swung me back over at the end. And there's there's a lot of fun things, but is this the best way to spend an hour and a half of your time? I don't think I can justifiably say so. So I'm going to give a a loving. If you watch it, you you're gonna have some enjoyment out of it. But it's just I can't be the one to say go watch Scooby-Doo 2, and then you watch it and be like, really? Hey. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it a, a friendly pass. It's a movie, like you were saying, Alex, if you're a fan of this of this movie, this franchise growing up, of course you're going to have some fun. I smiled a lot in this movie. I enjoyed a lot. I had a list very long of quotes that I liked and moments that I enjoyed, but just overall, I, I, I think, and this is something that I meant to mention earlier, but I forgot um, about the length, whereas this is about 10, 15 minutes earlier, or 10-15 minutes longer. This movie took some risks and did some explored some areas of character development and ideas that I feel like if they went the full route of we're going for more than a 90 minute movie they should have made it a a 95 minute movie, a 100 minute movie, and given us some more justification for having that content there. Or they should have scaled everything back and gone the route of the first movie where it was 75 minutes without credits. The fact that it kind of rode the line here was a little bit frustrating for me on this watch and made it difficult for me to get really engaged in it. So, unfortunately, this Halloween, I'm going to have to, friendly, in a friendly way, pass on Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. My alternate recommend, because I've been learning a lot of people have kind of forgotten about this movie and haven't revisited it in a while. Trevor, it's a movie that we watched on Halloween at the Brattle, and I believe 2018, uh, and that would be Poltergeist. <gasps> uh, no, we we didn't watch yeah. it on Halloween, but yeah. We didn't. No, we watched Ghostbusters. No, you're right. We watched Ghostbusters and, um, and some that mix. other stupid John Carpenter. Thank oh, you. Oh, get out of uh, here,
0: stupid! <laughs> it was great.
1: What uh, movie would you call but- stupid? Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Okay, I just
2: watched Prince of Darkness. is mm-hmm, isn't that good.
1: I liked it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're, you are welcome back, both of you, on this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, I'm going to recommend Poltergeist instead. If you're unfamiliar, it's about a uh, house that may or may not be haunted. They spoofed it in a Family Guy episode called Peter Geist, which is also incredible. Um, just a very creepy movie. Excellently scored by Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, wonderful music. Uh, great performances. And uh, thoroughly creepy, still holds up, and recommend Poltergeist as a good movie for Halloween. If you're on HBO Max and your choices are either Scooby Doo 2 or Poltergeist, I would recommend Poltergeist. Yeah. Great.
2: This house <laughs> is clean. <laughs> <laughs> I love her.
1: It's
0: it's, it's not clean. No, I also was, was like half watching and half sleeping at the Coolidge marathon for that movie because I wanted to. Oh my
3: God, Trevor! I've seen it.
0: <laughs> okay. So that'll do it for this episode. Thank you once again to the Girls Who Cried Be Horror, icons of Scream and Horror and Team. I don't
2: know. <laughs> you, you nailed the it, scream for team. sure. You know,
0: that's <laughs> scream Team, Queens of Horror. So this month for November, we're doing a slight theme month where all of the movies will be related to themes of family, for uh, one type of another. And this could be either biological family or family that you find unconventional families or different types of ways that you find your family and this one is about two brothers one of them is a mouse
1: oh we're doing it yeah okay all right all right then okay all right is, is that, that it, it? Cool. yeah that's it can i all right well don't forget everybody <laughs> uh you can recording? follow us <laughs> yes. Wait no, well let me finish. Let me sign off for Christ's sake. Oh you yeah, can follow sorry. us on the old kids. You can follow us on Twitter at old kids movies. You can follow us on Instagram at the old kids movies because Trevor made it after I made the Twitter and decided to add a the there. For some reason i still don't know why you did that trevor um but we are here to hear on apple Podcasts and spotify feel free to follow us and review us we have an entire backlog of other halloween movies from this year and last year and then after family month it's christmas season so tune in for december as we talk about all of our favorite christmas movies at least favorite from childhood that's going to do it for this episode of the old kids movies thanks for listening sing it up ruben oh. i mm-hmm.